Greetings and salutation, everyone. This is your girl, Isha Montgomery, and you are tuned in to Season 2, Episode 1 of Hope Speaks. Thank you for joining me. I truly appreciate you. I hope you're having an awesome, awesome weekend. Whew, I have so much to talk about, so little time. Um, but I just wanted to talk to y'all because I'm trying to be more consistent right now. Not gonna lie, I'm feeling a little like I don't know, I'm feeling like congested. Um not like COVID congested, <laughs> but but definitely I'm definitely feeling a bit congested. And during this time of year, usually my allergies start going because it's on about that warm weather, meeting that chill of fall that just I don't know. It just sends my little allergies into overdrive. It's always like something about that change in the weather. It makes me feel so awkward during that time. But I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful that God opened up my eyes another day. I'm happy and excited to be in the right frame of mind, to have just 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 happiness and joy about me still, you know, because I have a lot to smile about. Um Recently, I've just been working on trying to find a way to be more proactive. And mommy, mommy, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Recently, I've been trying to find a way <laughs> to be more proactive. Um, because I think that sometimes it's easy for me to. Get to get um to get frustrated with situations, you know, and to be like, well, I don't have time or I'm too busy, but I'll make time for things I care about. I'll make time to go on YouTube, I'll make time to go on Netflix, I'll make time to um work out if need be, I'll make time to go to the grocery store. In the same breath, I have to make time to do this show. I have to make time to be studious, to study the things that I'm working on, I also have to make time to make sure that I'm cultivating, cultivating the things that um, I've invested money into. So, you know, one thing I'm trying to do right now is focus on accountability. So I think it's very easy to be like, oh, I got too much going on, this, this, that. But when it really comes down to it, I have to find the time to be accountable in my own personal life. And it's never easy. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes I'm irritated with the situation, but I have to be accountable this year. <laughs> okay, so that's what I'm working on right now. Um, in addition, oh gosh, I have a story to tell you. I'm not even gonna lie right now. I'm like laying down, but because you know, my allergies, but I have a story to tell you. So I'm going to try to get up. I'm going to read y'all some poetry. I'm going to tell y'all this story. And I'm going to talk about some of the things I'm thinking about. Well, so I do, um, I do brand ambassador work in conjunction with the poetry I write, the podcast I'm working on. Um, and of course the books I've been releasing. So I was working at this show and at the show, we were um we were doing very specific things to make sure that the guests were taken care of. 
and I and they just so happened to put me in charge as a lead. This is like my third day, third time being put in charge as a lead, right? And when I tell you, like yesterday, all H E double hockey sticks broke loose. Like, like really, like it got so bad. One of my supervi one of my supervisors was fist fighting the guest because he was talking about you should have had somebody assist me and it was literally up there doing fisticuffs in them. And a police officer slash security guard had to jump in the middle of them because he was about to put hands on my supervisor. My supervisor was trying to explain to him, like, please calm down. Then the guy was like, I'm not going to calm down. Da, da, da. And started, like, cussing and snapping off and pounding his fist into the wall and started trying to swing on him. Like, actually, I think he did swing on him. Like, yeah, they definitely made contact. So it was like, and I was like, I was hearing all this, like, I was hearing loud noises like in this room and I was like, what's going on in there? And then the door swings open. I'm like, oh, they really up in there fighting. I was like, oh my gosh. Like it was crazy. And then um one of the people that was actually um that 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 I was over at that time, you know, as a as a soup as a lead, she she got into it with one of the people that hired one of the company with the company that hired us because he felt like she wasn't doing certain things correctly. She didn't like the way she f- was being talked to by him. And she was like, I could be assisting people and said, you're over here nitpicking and you're wasting my time. And I've been doing this on my own. I've been laying up free throws. And, and I understood what she was saying, but it was like, it was to the point where like, I was worried she was going to walk off the job. He was looking angry. Like they were just both like, like just the level of like anger I saw yesterday was just, it was off the walls. It was like everywhere I looked like people was getting into it. And then someone tried to get into it with me. I said, oh my gosh. I said, Jesus. Uh, okay, so let me tell you, let me tell you, whatever. So I had to move someone's position, not because I wanted to, but because I was told to by one of my higher ups um, who, who hired us to work this event. You know, He said, I'm going to need you to move this person. You know, they're getting added to with me. They're being rude. I don't want them to be um, to be taken off the job, but the way they're conducting themselves is unacceptable. You know, I, I can't talk to me this way. I need you to move them to the back. I was like, okay, I'll move them to the back or whatever. So I walked over. I'm like, oh, could you please move to the back? I greatly appreciate it. They were like, what the? Why? Why are you trying to move me? Why are you trying to mess with me? See, really, y'all need to be moving that girl over there instead of trying to move me. I don't know why you're moving me and trying to mess with me and I was like, no one's messing with you, but it would greatly assist me. If you could please move over there, I would greatly appreciate it. I know you're doing your job and doing everything you can, and I think that's just wonderful, and I'm really grateful for the wonderful work you've been doing. But if you could just move over there, I would greatly appreciate it, you know? And then she's like, no, no, we need, matter of fact, um, you need to come and talk to me to decide. And I was like, okay. She was like, because you're not going to be talking to me about this in front of everybody. Now you need to explain to me what's going on. And I was like, what was going on is I'm asking you if you could please move over there to the back. I would greatly appreciate it. She's like, no, 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 no. See, no, I'm not going to go anywhere. You're not going to tell me to do this. And I was like, actually, it would be wonderful if you could move to the great to the back just as a favor of me she's like no no i need more explanations that go over girl over there she been starting stuff and really she should have got checked a day ago like yesterday she know where they're yelling and people know since she yelling this, this, this. i was like well really this had nothing to do with her this is about the fact that i would appreciate if you could move to that table and then she told me she was like 
well, um, I'm going to go talk to such and such. I said, actually, such and such is the person who told me to move you because they said that you're being rude, that you were being rude to them and snapping off on them. They were talking to someone else and you got involved and made them feel uncomfortable. Now they're asking me to move you. So actually, the very person you're going to that's in charge of me and you is telling me to move you. And that's the only reason why I even said anything, because really, this is out of my hands. I'm only relaying to you what they asked me to instruct you to do. You know, I'm I'm really the middleman. I personally, I wouldn't have moved you, but this is out of my hands. I'm moving you as I'm being required to, you know, by someone else. So and then I went on to interact to reiterate i think you're doing a great job but they're actually the one who asked me to move you oh so i'm gonna okay well well let me talk to them bring bring him here now i was like well i'm not gonna bring them here now they're the people who hired us if anything i'm gonna call over a lead that's my higher up to me and not the direct company who brought us in so they could talk to you about this instead of you having to go to him because he doesn't want to speak to you because when y'all last spoke y'all got into it you know the conversation wasn't going well so I'm going to bring over a higher lead. No, 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 no. I'm going to talk to the person who's actually over him. You know, the person who was speaking to all of us earlier. I said, what are you going to talk to him for? He works with this person on a regular basis. He's worked with him for months. What I can do is I can bring over the higher up lead than me from our company. And then we can speak together about this. But I'm not going to, I'm going to call in the company that hired us when there's a whole nother lead above me who can address this. She was like, fine. I was like, okay, well, let me, let me, let me call him. So I called him. He came on over. There was a conversation had. And the conversation did not go well because even before he came over, me and her had completely fallen out. It was so bad. I, in my head, I was like, Lord, please give me the power to address this, you know, in a respectful way where she doesn't get upset because she's talking about she wants to leave and da da da. I'll leave before I get moved. I was like, no, I don't want you to leave. You know, I want you to, you know, stay here and get your money. And, you know, this is before my higher up lead came over, you know, she's like, well, I'll leave. I was like, no, I don't want you to leave. I want, you know, it would be great if you could just stay here and continue getting paid. You know, I, I was just trying to move you to the back table because that was what was requested. Then she was like, well, I feel like you're attacking me. I said, how am I attacking you? I haven't put my hands on you. I haven't disrespected you. I haven't, you know, been over here um, saying anything mean to you. I think you've been doing a great job. How? How am I disrespecting you? Not even disrespecting, how am I attacking you? You know, I'm like, yo, I didn't put my hands on you. I ain't, I ain't laid a single finger on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't get down like that first off. Now, if I was on some stuff like that, I would need a reason. I wouldn't be in a place of power or, or some type of, you know, a, you know, title position or really any position, even as a coworker, trying to lay hands on you unless you like really like someone really has to do something to me for me to be ready to fight in my work. Like so so I had to assume she's talking about verbally attacking her. I was like, how am I verbally attacking you if I've been standing here talking to you in a calm manner the entire time? Like how? You know, she would the one like rolling her neck, girl, I ain't gonna let nobody talk to me like that, pointing her finger, putting on her little lip gloss. I was like, girl, stop. Like please, why would you Pull down your face mask to put on lip gloss and lipstick. If you have a face mask on, girl, you putting on lipstick and then lip gloss when you're wearing a face mask the entire time? Come on now. Come on now. That don't even make sense. Because now this isn't about 
your position. This is about the way that you feel as though no one should be able to tell you anything. You know, like even when she snapped on a supervisor who came over um, above me, it was because of the fact that she was upset because people were being directed to her area. But you can't stop someone who's hired our company to represent them from doing what they think is best in order to get the crowd moving, right? Um, so at this point, I'm like, I'm just like, wow. Because she, she's like, oh, you you attacking me? And I have an MBA. I'm not going to take this. I'll quit. I said, really? You have an MBA? That's wonderful. I have a master's degree too. Crickets. Crickets. As soon as I say I have a master's degree too, crickets. I was like, matter of fact, um, I specialize in political science. My main area of focus was conflict resolution. So, um, I can relate. Matter of fact, I, you know, I think that's wonderful that, that you're, that you have a high level education. She didn't see that coming. She thought, (laughs) she thought, she saw, you know, what's funny. I don't really, um, I don't really care about whether or not someone has a degree when somebody tells me what they won't do because they have a degree, I'm going home. I have an MBA. I don't need this. I don't, if you don't need this, if you have an MBA, then that's wonderful. But don't throw it in my face as though somehow you having an MBA means that you can't switch your position at 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 a literally at a job just so that you can you know just just kind of flow a little better with the team sometimes teamwork is really what makes the dream work it's not all about well I had this level of education I, I was like oh my god it was so much ego like her ego was just starting to irritate me I'm like man like I've been nothing but kind I'm like I it's just it was just super irritating so then at that point you know she just kept on yeah yeah yeah, and I was like, you know, I was like, well, I was like, well, okay, that's fine, and and I told her, I said, um, I said to be honest with you, um, it's it's you know, it was getting kind of well, well, let me just be forthright. I was ready to just be like, forget her, but I wanted to call over my lead that was over me so we could try to resolve the situation because I didn't want her to miss out on money because at the end of the day that's a paycheck that everyone can get it's not about it's not about me it's not about her it's about everyone being able to be in the same area and feeling comfortable you know it's about everyone having the opportunity to be respected and treated well so after that I went over and I talked to the other girl because I guess they were having a conflict originally and um there was another girl there who she, she didn't like how she was talking or, you know, um, and she would direct people over to her area and that caused part of the conflict. So I was like, okay, let me go over and talk to this other person. So I walked over and I talked to the other person. I told her, I said, uh, what's going on over here? Like, who, like, she's telling me that, you know, that, that, that you were, um, making her uncomfortable and, you know, that you were yelling and stuff like that. She's like, oh, no, I, you know, I, you know, she, she'd been tripping all night. She'd been over here looking at me, rolling her eyes at me. And honestly, you know, um, 
Honestly, I can believe that because the same woman had like she been giving me attitude for a minute, like constantly. I was honestly, I was irritated. Like I'm not even gonna lie, I was irritated. <laughs> like now, was it irritated because like of how do I say this? I wasn't irritated because. She was hard to work with. I was irritated because she was rude. Like, I've been around a lot of people who have personality that's hard to work with. Like, I'm actually one of those people, when I go to the drive-thru, I have to curtail my order because I get very specific. Like, if I get a cup of ice, I'm like, extra ice? What's extra ice if you get a cup of soda? Extra ice? As much ice as you can give me ice. Like, I'm one of those people I'm horrible at ordering. So if I'm rolling with my family, I have them order the food. I don't order the food anymore. I'm like, extra ice. I would like ice, please. <laughs> and then extra on top of the extra ice. Like, I'm one of those people. I don't know. I'm just I'm just the most random person on the face of this world. So, you know, even when I'm like, oh, I like a hamburger with, I don't know why I say this, a hamburger with bacon I would like pickles. I would like tomato. I would like lettuce. I would like mustard. I would like mayo. I would like ketchup. And no cheese. I could have just said everything but cheese and onions. But I get very complicated for no apparent reason. So now I typically let other people order. I try to do a better job because I don't wanna I don't wanna irritate anyone with my convoluted orders, you know? But that's something I've been working on for years. I feel like sometimes people don't want to just make slight adjustments in order to improve or, or or just to be more pleasant. You know, I've been trying to learn the art of being more pleasant. And, you know, sometimes I do think I'm being pleasant. I'm like, am I really working hard enough at showing, like, the same kindness, love, and mercy that God gives to me? And I'm not sure if I do, but I've definitely been trying to make a hard effort on that because, and I just don't, I don't want to suck. I don't want to spend my life being like a mediocre person when I could be decent, you know, in terms of being kind and loving and generous, you know? So I've really been trying lately and she was trying my last nerve as I was trying to be a better person. I said, goodness, what is really going on in here? I said, is this the devil trying me? Because at some point, you know, she just, she started like, you know, rolling her neck or whatever. And I was looking at her like, yo, you gotta, you gotta chill. She's like, you know, and basically at some point she kept on saying, oh, you was attacking me. And I said, I'm not attacking you. I was like, you're the one attacking me. I was like, you're being a bully. I am like, you're acting like a bully. You're being a bully. You literally just sat up here and you told me, look me in my face. And she said she wasn't going to take, after after she said she had the MBA, like, actually right before she said she had the MBA, she said, I'm not going to take direction from the Bible body. I don't need this. I got an MBA. I don't care if you have a master's degree. Shoot, I have a master's degree and I don't care. I'm doing the same job you're doing. Literally. At the end of the day, we all have to be able to respect one another. And that's not... It has nothing to do with a job description. That's just about wanting to show each other courtesy. You know? 
I feel like she was just being so uncourteous, just super uncourteous. Matter of fact, and then um, when Lloyd came over, Lloyd, my lead came over. When the Lord came over, <laughs> when my lead came over, um, the lead above me, the higher up, like he was, he he's super kind, understanding, more passive aggressive, which is totally awesome. And typically, I'm more passive aggressive in certain moods. Some moods I'm not. But I found it interesting how she was trying to talk as though I was attacking her. And I told her, she was like, you called me out of my name. You called me a bully. I said, that was only after you said that I was attacking you and I never attacked you. And then she went on to tell me, I said, you know, you are acting like a bully. She's like, you're acting like a white woman, Karen. I said, a white woman, Karen? I said, I'm not no white woman, Karen. I said, matter of fact, I said, I'm not dealing with that anymore. Because... You're not going to disrespect me. Like, period. You can say whatever you want, but when you call me a white woman, Karen, like, and I, and I have, (laughs) and the thing is, (laughs) I don't mind people thinking that, um, that I'm less than who I am. They're entitled to think whatever they want. But I have not spent the last four years growing these locks in my hair. And I have not walked around this earth for the last 31 years with this brown, smooth, chocolatey skin to be called anything other than who I am by a person of the same ethnicity. You know, like, oh, you're a Karen. You're at. Like, I didn't say you were a Karen. I, I didn't say you were a Karen. I said you were acting like a Karen. I said, well, for you to imply I'm acting like a Karen, you're calling me a Karen. You know? I don't like when people try to, well, what's the technical? No, there is no technicality. Don't say I'm acting like anything because I'm not acting like a Karen. You are being a bully. You are being rude. You started the conversation off like this when you said I was attacking you. I never laid a hand on you, nor did I apply a negative word to you. I actually complimented you on the fact that you were working hard and that you were being incredibly... um incredibly forthright in the conversation that, that that we were having thus far i don't have an issue with people voicing their opinions but when you call me a white woman karen you know and i noticed like y'all i respect the fact that like you know she was wearing this um a head wrap and i wear head wraps as well um you know, it's knotted off at the back, you know, real, you know, real bright, uh, colored head, head wrap and, you know, and I don't mind that. I think that's awesome. Cause I wear head wraps all the time as well, but don't, I don't like when people think like, Oh, you, you not black enough because you telling me this or that, yo, just cause I'm smiling and I'm happy and I'm speaking proper English does not mean that I'm any less of who I am as a black person. Like, I could give it to you a little hood. I can be more proper. It depends on what mood I'm in. Because at the end of the day, I can cold switch all day long. I don't need to talk however people think I need to talk in order for me to be who I am. I'm going to talk however I feel. But I'm going to be professional. And if you think me being professional is me coming off as a white woman Karen, that's a problem with that individual's character. 
You know, I can't fix people's spiritual problems. All I could do, see, the problem was I just wanted everyone to be happy. Everything was going good the first day, but the second day, everything went crazy. And honestly, after she called me a white woman, Karen, I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I walked away. I was, well, then. <laughs> I said, you know what? I don't care what you do with her, but I ain't gonna let her talk to me like that. I don't care where she goes. I don't care what you do with her. But she ain't going to be talking to me like that over here. Period. I don't care what you do. I really don't care what you do. Because you're not going to talk to me this way. I just had to walk away from the situation because... Because um, his whole... Because my, my lead above me, his whole thing was, well, where is she going to go? You know, how are you going to... Well, the thing is, if, this, if the supervisor from the company that hired us wants me to move her to the back table... And if she's not willing to go over there, she literally looked me and my up, the lead above me in our faces and said, I'm not going to take directions from anybody. What? If you're not going to take directions, what you here for? I ain't asked you to disrespect nobody. I ain't asked you to go against anything you believe in spiritually. I ain't asked you to be anybody other than who you are. I ain't never disrespected you. All I'm saying is show me a little common courtesy. It's hard enough with me being the lead. I didn't ask to be the lead that day. Somebody called me and was like, yo, you want to be the lead for this event? I said, yeah, sure, that works. You know, I don't mind. But honestly, people they, ooh, people get really, like, iffy when it comes to, like, leadership. And that's typically why I don't like taking the place of leaders. Like, I don't like being a leader, typically. As bad as that sounds, mm-mm. And I started having these, you know, I started um, doing research like early, earlier this morning. I started looking at the situation with Moses and the Israelites and how he had to deal with um, all the murmuring and complaining of the Israelites. And Moses was a good leader. He wasn't asking them to do anything that wasn't, um, that wasn't, you know. It wasn't required of them by God. But at the end of the day, Korah and a number of his followers still try to rise up and do a rebellion against Moses. Now, in my case, there was no rebellion. There was no rise up. I wasn't leading the Israelites through a desert territory. None of that. Right? Coming from Egypt. None of that. Thank gosh. Thank God. But what I noticed was she didn't want to follow any directions, even if it wasn't my fault. Because it got to the point where my, my lead was like, my upper lead looked at her and he said, um, this isn't coming from her. So I don't know why you're mad at her. This is coming from the person above her and me. And they're asking for you to be moved. This isn't about her. Well, I don't know why you're upset at her. Literally, he looks her in her face and tells her this. And she still doesn't care. She's still trying to jab off on me. She's like, y'all really need to deal with that girl over there because she got into that dude's ear. And that's the reason why he told her to move me. And then my lead says to her, well, that's neither here nor there because at the end of the day, he wants you moved to the back. So she just, she just telling you that because that's what's being required out of her to tell you right now so it's, it doesn't really matter who got in whose ear because if if you're being asked to move by the people who brought in the company why would you why would you even get so mad over that and I realize it for a lot of people 
pride is the fall, I would say, of, of, of many people nowadays, like when it comes to taking leadership. A lot of times we assume it's always the leaders. Sometimes it's not. Because for me, I was so chill that day that sometimes I was like, oh, I could be, I could be, I could be a little more on it. I could be a little more, you know, like, like directive with people. Like I could be a little more like, what's it called? Um, not directive. Uh, I could be less passive, right? I could be a little more assertive. And I thought about it and I was like, what am I going to be super assertive for if they're all doing their jobs? Like if you're doing what's required out of you, if you're working, if I know where you are, like at some point I didn't know where two people were, were, so I called one of them and she was like, okay, we're coming, da, da, da. I was like, okay, fine, because, <laughs> excuse me, because they, they were a little late on coming back from lunch break, like, honestly, like, yeah, so I was, you know, just trying to make sure they were coming back, I was like, are y'all still here? Like, they're like, yeah, we're coming, we're coming, and, you know, my whole thing is, as long as people are there helping, and doing basically what's required out of them, I don't care. I, I really don't, like, I don't care about the particulars. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, stand in this exact place. Now, if it helps the team for you to stand in this exact place, yes, please. But really, I'm not a nitpicker like that. No, not the way I used to be. Like, when I was younger, yeah, I probably didn't treat power the way I do now, like, or even being in a leadership position. But now... Since I've gotten older, as long as you're doing your job, as long as you're helping the team, honestly, as long as we're just getting along and working together, I don't care because I'm doing the same thing you're doing. You trying to go home, I'm trying to go home. You trying to get a check, I'm trying to get a check. You being kind and courteous, I'm being kind and courteous. Typically, I try to give people what they give me, but sometimes I can't give people what they give me when I'm in place of leadership. Because if I do that, I'd be considered petty. You know, I try to give people the room and the space to not only make mistakes, but to learn from them. I don't, and, and even if I make mistakes, I hope they will let me learn from it too, you know? Because if I mess up, there's a few times I made a mistake. I looked at people, I said, scratch everything I just said, ignore that. And they would laugh. I was serious, scratch everything I just said, ignore that. My bad, y'all, I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't, if people would laugh, they used to hear people say they're wrong when they leave. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, baby. I, I, I don't got time to lie. A lot of people, they be so bloated, their egos be so inflated. I don't care. Ooh, my bad. No, no, no. You right. You right. That made more sense. I'd be like, oh, you right. That made more sense. Let's do that instead. If someone has a better idea than mine, if someone has a better plan than mine, let's roll with that. I'd be, yeah, let's roll with that. No, this is better. My bad. I should have called y'all inside. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I appreciate you for coming. You the best. You awesome. You're going to be okay? Da-da-da, da-da-da. Like, my main focus is making sure that people are decent. I don't care about so much the particulars of how it gets done as long as we're meeting the requirements. Everybody's okay. Everybody's safe. Everybody's happy. I don't really care outside of that. Because a lot of times, if I get too caught up in the look of the situation, I can miss the whole importance of the moment of just everybody like coming together and working to get an objective accomplished like but I don't like leadership I don't know how Moses dealt with it it had to be the strength of God because I'm telling y'all I'd be running from leadership like 40 going on I'd be like oh that looks like I'm gonna be responsible for other people no thank you sir 
I do not like that stuff. But like, I feel like lately God's been calling me into a position where at some point I'm going to have to probably start doing more roles of leadership. Not because I want to, but because it seems like, I don't know. I just had this feeling that like God's just calling me, excuse me, to do more in terms of leadership. And it's like the hardest thing ever because I don't feel like I'm, I don't know. I only feel like I'm only able like, I don't even leave myself. God leaves me. So I don't feel the need to be in that position, but I guess I do get tired of, of being around leaders who are like so authoritarian or like they're so like possessive or so like, into their road that they don't respect those around them, you know. Recently, I just um left a job, not the job I was talking about, but I'm in the process of quitting a job. You know, it's sad when you say I'm in the process of quitting a job. You try to figure out whether or not you could continue working there because my manager told me straight up, he was like, I don't like training people. I was like, okay. He's like, because I'm not a people person. And then it just got awkward because I was like, well, you're a manager. You're in customer service. You're not a people person, but you're working with people. So you're saying, because you're not a people person, you don't want to train me. And then he goes on to say, I don't have patience. I don't want to train you because I'm not a people person. What? Like that whole conversation was like super off-putting. <laughs> Sorry. So at this point, I'm like, okay, so you don't want to train me because you're not a people person. Because you're, because you don't have patience. So he literally spent, I can't even make this up. My manager literally spent a month and a week without truly training me. He had me getting trained by a, by, by a, a customer specialist. And don't, don't get me wrong. Like she was totally awesome. Like she's awesome. But the point was he wasn't trying to personally train me myself. And he'd been at the company for seven years. She'd been at the company for like just under two, I think. So imagine that wealth of experience not hitting me as much because he's not willing to work with me hands on. So we had someone else do it in, in, in his place, in his stead. And then once the assistant manager came in like a solid two and a half weeks ago, he was like, <coughs> basically, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> All these allergies are telling me up, tearing me up. So he basically had her take over my training, right? Mind you, she's only been in there two and a half, maybe not even a full three weeks, full time max, right? So it was hard for me to understand, like, how to use a cash register, how to do certain things because he wasn't willing to show me. Not only that, for a long time, my numbers weren't working in the system. It's going on two months. I, I can't even clock in on my own still, and it's going on two months. He was like, it's going on two months and you can't even, you know, ring people out properly. And I, I, I can ring people out properly. Like I would say us uh, half the time. <laughs> I'm just being honest. But because he wasn't willing to train me as a result, there's a lot of things I just don't know how to do. And I don't feel comfortable doing it if I don't know how to do them. Because I'm not being shown how to do it because no one's, you know, really taking the time to be patient with me. And then it got to a point where he's like, well, I had to tell my higher ups that you still don't know how to use a cash register. I was like, what? I was like, you did all that? I was like, okay, bet. So at this point, I was like, why wouldn't you give me more time? 
you know? He's like, well, I'm telling you now that I told my higher-ups. I was like, but you're not giving me more time to learn how to do this. He's like, I am. That's why we're trying to figure out if we can accommodate you. I'm like, accommodate me? I was like, I can't, I can't even clock in and I work here. Other people had to fill out my timesheet because I can't even... It's one thing if you clock yourself in and you see yourself putting in those hours. Another thing to expect for someone else to put in your hours every time to go, you go to work. Someone else to put in your hours every time you um, go to lunch. Someone else to put in your hours whenever you leave. Because now you're not physically putting in your own hours and someone's adjusting them or approving them. It's all being done by upper management for me because I'm not even able to sign in. But instead of him commuting that communicating that to his higher-ups. He communicated the fact that I'm struggling with the cash rush. I was like, you're not training me. You're not helping me. I can't sign in. My first paycheck came four days later than everyone else's because they didn't tell me it was arriving in the mail, and they didn't tell me it wouldn't be coming through my direct deposit. They didn't tell me it's coming four days late. I was expecting a check that didn't come. I had bills to pay and couldn't even pay them because they didn't know, and they didn't care to know because it wasn't their check. I call HR. HR don't even want to talk to me about the situation. I call HR for help with clocking in. HR said that's out of their hands. They can't help me. Like, it's gotten to the point where it was my check being late. HR didn't directly contact me to talk to me about it. They talked to my supervisor about it. Refused to talk to me regarding it. And I was like, okay, well, I couldn't even get into training for three weeks computer training because they don't have like actually the computer training it doesn't even teach you how to use a cash register it just teaches you about like safety compliance codes so I couldn't get into that for like three weeks then once I could finally get into that I, I'm still not able to clock in um so there are just a lot of things I wasn't I haven't been able to do and it's been like two months so at this point, it's like, man, I feel like there wasn't enough respect or focus given to like so many of the issues I was dealing with. Actually, I only have one work shirt and everyone else has multiple work shirts. And they said it would probably take them like six months to get my work shirts in the mail. And because of that, like, it's hard only having like one shirt because I had to constantly wash that thing. Sometimes it doesn't dry quick enough. Like, you know. It's like I've been using that one work shirt in like overdrive because they don't want to find a way to supply me with a second one. And it's kind of just getting unbearable at this point. Like, honestly, I'm tired. So I was I was literally I've just literally gotten to the point where I'm like, man. I'm not going to fight for this anymore. Not with this. Not with this job. I'm going to focus on doing my own thing. I might get another um, job or a part-time job, but I'm not going to fight for something that doesn't make sense anymore because I'm actually starting to get tired of dealing with the same situation over and over again. You know, it's exhausting. One issue I've had with the workforce is never working a job. It's dealing with the stress of... Is my paycheck going to come on time? Does my boss respect me? Does he even want to deal with me, you know? And feeling like I'm just like a, um, like a, like a, just like, like I'm just a, like, I don't know. Just feeling like 
no one really cares about if I'm actually being taught how to do things or if it's just about, you know, just sit over there and be quiet, please. You know? I don't know. So that's how I feel. It's like, so I just feel like, oh, just sit over there and be quiet. We know you can't clock in. We know you've gotten your paycheck late. We know that you're not um happy about the situation with, with not being able to get into training for three weeks and I'm literally we, we know you're not happy about the fact that you're barely that you're not even being trained by the manager or by the assistant manager very often because of the fact that they assistant manager literally just got here the last two and a half weeks and you ain't been getting trained that much prior to that but just deal with it because the person that's over this store he doesn't like training people like what if, like what like who says that to the person they're working with like oh I'm not a people hurt matter of fact I was listening to him talk to the assistant manager the other day. And he said, I don't like talking to women that make less money than me. Because either they had to make as much money as I make. Or they had to make more money than me. I don't like talking to women that make less money than me. Because that stuff never works. And he's making six figures. And I thought to myself, like, why would you say that in front of somebody is not even getting paid half of that? Like, why would you say that in front of your workers who's not even getting paid half of that? He literally asked me how much money I was making the other day. He was like, oh, that's not bad per hour. I started off at less than that. You started off at less than that seven years ago. But then I hear you today. Like, literally, fragrantly talking about how you wouldn't date someone who made less money than you in front of me. And it's like, yo, why would you say something like that? How would that encourage somebody to be dedicated to the company if you're hearing you talk about, like, somebody's net worth in terms of dating as though it's something bad and they're working for a company that's paying them less? Like, that was messed up. And don't get me wrong. Like, everybody's entitled to their preference. Like, I understand and I get it. I really do. But for me, it was just irritating. It was like, man, ain't even paying me much. And I had to sit up here and listen to these classes conversations. <laughs> about bank about bankrolls. This stuff is highly irritating. Don't get me wrong. Like anyone who works at a company. For such amount of time, they deserve to be making more money. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is some some things you don't need to say in front of your employees. I think there's a way to go about everything. Like some things you don't need to say in front of your employees. That's all I'm gonna say. Like some stuff is just it really just should be between you and whoever you're talking about it to. Like, you shouldn't say it loud enough for people to hear. That's another thing. He did a group message, right? I'm sorry. I'm just going to be talking about jobs tonight. At the end, I'm going to do some poetry. But he did a group message, right? He was saying, um, he named, like, such and such. You know, because there was somebody who's who's gone back to school, you know, this individual going to school, and they're working at the same time, and they're the key holder, and they're like, such he's like such and such and such and such the other person there right if you're having issues with your schedule please tell us and 
Um, make sure that you put in your hours with the assistant manager so that she can address it. Okay. And he told, and he said, um, he said, did you get the text message I just sent out? I said, yeah, I got it. He was like, just ignore that. And I was like, what? He's like, the message didn't for you. Just ignore the message. And I was like, why would I ignore the message? And he was like, well, it's just about the fact that, you know, this person been struggling with their schedule and this person been missing days too. So I just wanted to send out a group message. And I looked at him and I was like, yo, I was like, the group message, why would you send this in a group? <laughs> I was, I was kind of surprised. I was like, is is this really supposed to be a group message? Because I read it and it sounded a little rude. And I was looking at the message and I was like, yo, I was like, um, is this really the group message? Because it was like, if you're having issues with your hours, such and such and such and such, you need to send it in your timesheets to the assistant manager. And I was like, what? I was like, why is this a group? Why is this a group discussion right now like I shouldn't be you know I think we should be individually sending in our timesheets right as opposed to you're just gonna do like a group discussion about the issues you've been having with people in their timesheets and say their name specifically and then bring the assistant manager into it instead of telling them individually to reach out to her in separate messages matter of fact when I came in the next morning (laughs) I can't even make this up. The person that he, one of the people he was talking about was talking to the assistant manager like, is he mad at me? Because I saw that text message and it seemed like he was saying that to everyone else as well. And they also um, calling me out about it, right? And she's like, no, he's not mad. He's just saying that if you need um, more time outside of work or if you need more time off, then just let me know. But instead of him keeping that conversation between them, he put in a group discussion like who does like I would just and she was she was she didn't know what to think she thought she was in trouble because of the way it came off it came off kind of like condescending right because like so then and I and I kind of insinuated to him I was like I don't know if that's gonna go over well because oh the way it's reading it was it wasn't reading good you know like sometimes I read text and I'll be like this sounds pretty rude and then by the way she took it the next day I could tell she was like hurt and offended and I remember um, I was like yo I knew this wasn't gonna go well and then because even when I read it I was uncomfortable I felt I distinctly remember feeling uncomfortable and I told him I said yo um we were just having a, a general conversation about leadership and he said you know I don't like being a leader I don't like leadership I said that's cool you know and actually before he said that I told him I said um I said, I think a problem with a lot of these companies, so I, we're just generally talking about leadership. I said, I think a problem with a lot of these companies is they peop, they put people in charge and they have no leadership skills. You know, um, they have poor communication skills. They don't really have um, the ability to communicate with people in a kind manner. He then says to me, he says, being a supervisor or a manager or assistant manager here has nothing to do with leadership skills. I said, what? He said, it has absolutely nothing to do with leadership skills. It's all about sales. I said, so you're telling me that this company puts people in positions of power based solely off of sales? He's like, yeah, it's all about sales. It's all about sales and marketing. If you're good at sales and you're in a leader near a leadership position in this company. And I said, um, okay 
I said, I said, but how do you talk to people? How do you, how, how will someone talk to their employees if they're not good at leadership? And he then goes on to talk about how he doesn't like leadership, how he's not good at leadership, how he doesn't like communicating with people, but he just does it for work and how he's not a people person at all. But he's just good at sales. And that made me uncomfortable because I immediately thought, how are you going to work with people and make them feel encouraged and inspired if you don't have the ability to communicate with people? Like, if, if you don't want to deal with people, if you don't want to work with people. Because I literally, you know how many times I saw him roll his eyes at me? <laughs> like, there would be times I'd be hearing him like, like I'd be like, what is that? Like I heard him like, like do these like kind of deep, irritated groans at me as he walked away, and I was like, yo, like, <laughs> like I never said anything, but I just always would peep like him rolling his eyes and like, and he wears glasses, so I could see his eyes in their totality behind the frame. Like when someone wears glasses, sometimes like certain glasses makes people's eyes look a little bigger. So when someone rolls their eyes, you can really see them things rolling. Like you can literally, like I can literally see his eyes like rolling. Like I was like, wow. I was like, why are you openly rolling your eyes this many times? Like, like not that he did had the right to roll his eyes or 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 or, kind of like groan and anger like when it comes to me. But I don't know. I was just like, yo, like why isn't this going better? And it's because he doesn't like people. You can't work with people and you don't like people. It sounds like he needs a remote job or something. like. And I'm not judging him. I'm very happy for him because he's worked hard to get to the position he's gotten to in the company. And not very many people can do that. So I definitely respect him for it. You know, I respect hard work and dedication. What I don't understand is why you will willingly take a position of power with no interest in leading people. That's like... That's like, that's like, why would you do that? You know, I, I, I that's like Moses and he's not Moses by any means, but imagine if Moses was leading the Israelites, right? And he told them, I don't like people. I don't feel like leading y'all out of this desert. I don't feel like leading y'all out of Egypt. But at the end of the day, I'm good at selling a product. So I done managed to step into the position where the Lord has granted me the ability through his might and through his majesty to do all these miracles. And I'm going to I'm going to be the best salesperson in this situation possible and I'm not leading you in nothing. Like, what? I don't know. I don't know. I was was thoroughly irritated because he told me he was a man of faith. He told me he believed in Christ and this, this, that. It was all said and done. Like, he didn't have any real interest in showing, like, like any kindness. Because, you know, there's been times where I've literally heard him say, like, oh, we're going to have to do something about, you know, I heard him talking about the one girl, you know, because she, um, she actually fell sick. She fell ill. The, um, one girl I talked to y'all about that, that's going to school and she's, um, working as the shift, um, 
actually she's working as a store closer as well and basically she fell ill like she had a split in migraine it, the day before and she called in the next day and he got mad at her because he said I can't believe she called in she could have told me the day before but she didn't do that and he said it's not like this cold came out of nowhere she knew she was sick because I saw her and she was sick the day before so if you saw her and you knew she was sick the day before why wouldn't you say, you know, if you're going to call off, um, feel free to message me or tell me at the end of the shift that you're not, you know, that you're going to call off because I see that you don't feel well. I just want you to be okay. If you got to take the day off, I totally understand. Instead, he doesn't like talking to people. So he doesn't say anything and he gets mad when she calls in the next morning because she doesn't feel well. And I remember she told me, you know, after, um, him and the store manager left she was like I'm really not feeling well I probably should have called in today but I didn't want to call in because I hate letting people down so she didn't think it was okay for her to call in because she hated letting people down so it literally got to a point where she was like super sick and she wasn't feeling well at all well she wasn't feeling well at all so when she did call in it's because it was like the situation that became like really bad with her not feeling well and she pretty much had no choice at that point but to but because he didn't communicate to her that it was okay for her to call in, she was trying to like force herself to continue pushing through it because he wasn't talking. Sometimes he seems so irritated with people, which he is because he doesn't like people, that it makes her uncomfortable to speak up because he doesn't keep that line of dialogue clear and open by communicating and talking to people because he has no people skills. Outside of selling stuff to people, there's a difference between selling people a product and being in a leadership position over employees. Because employees, they're working with you to sell that product. They're working with you to handle that business. All right, they're working with you to conduct that business. They're a part of that business. And they need to know that you care about if they're okay that you're talking to them to make sure that they're able to perform their job. And if they're not able to, you need to know why. Not everyone is going to be more upfront, more willing to share, quicker to talk. Not everybody's like that. And it's really a leader's job to determine where their employees are at with certain things. But if you're not willing to communicate, then that's part of the problem. Because he was like, I saw she was sick yesterday. Why wouldn't she tell me that she's not coming to work or send me a text ahead of time so we could adjust the schedule or deal with it? If you saw she was sick and you, he, I never heard him talk to her about how she was feeling or she was okay. He just looked at her. Like another day she came in, she was feeling like she wasn't feeling well because she was having like really bad like um, cramps. Like, like she was having like you know, a really bad situation at LA. Like, she wasn't feeling well at all, right? And she, like, her whole face, like, she looked, like, super angry. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. And she was, like, she was, like, super angry. She was, like, just mad. And rightfully so. And um, he was like, are you okay? And she was like, I'm just having a hard day right now. I'm having really bad cramps. He's like, oh, never mind. And, and I, I was like, okay. okay. So I was like, okay, at least he's having a conversation with her. But that's the last time I heard him ask if she was okay, like, or if she was doing all right. After that, I didn't hear it anymore. And I think that 
for him is easier for him. It was easier for him to ignore the fact she wasn't feeling well that day. It was for him to address it. And then he just couldn't believe that she didn't tell him she was going to be calling off ahead of time. But she felt uncomfortable with even asking him for that or telling him because he created no dialogue between them. So, and I'm not saying it's all his fault. I'm saying that he has to understand that a lot of times if people don't feel comfortable talking to someone, it's because there's no open path of dialogue for them to do so. When it comes to leadership. You know, I'm not even mad at him. I just don't want to work for him no more. I don't want to work for someone that doesn't want to work with people. I'm a person. If you don't want to work with people and I'm a person, how is that going to work for us? Because we're not colleagues. You're my higher up. But if I, I, if I expect a certain level of, of kindness and decency... And if I feel as though I'm not getting that, because really, you don't understand kindness and decency from my perspective, because you don't like me as a person, because you don't like people, why would I deal with that? And one thing about him that I respect, but I also acknowledge, he's like, I'm a loner. I don't like to deal with people. I don't like to go out to parties. I don't like to have friends. I don't talk to very many people at all. I don't even have associates. That's fine. I don't have no buttload of friends. I don't have no whole bunch of, I got some associates, you know, but I'm, I'm not one of those people who roll with a big crew. I, I could roll with a few solid people and be good with that. I understand that. He's like, I don't believe in keeping friends. I don't believe in keeping phone numbers. I don't believe in contacting people. I don't like people. I don't go out. I don't go to parties. I don't go to dinners. I don't like having a girlfriend. I don't want a wife. I don't, I don't want, I don't want anything. I don't want to be around anyone. I want to be alone and I like animals. That's fine. But if you don't think that's going to affect your ability to communicate at work, then you got another thing coming. Sometimes you got to open up the door to communication, even if you're not into it, even if it doesn't feel good to you, even if it irritates you. Because basically, if you're only communicating with people to do the bare minimum, that stuff is noticeable. That is so noticeable. There's nothing more noticeable than when your boss don't want to talk to you at all. Because, I mean, he literally avoided me for, like, a whole two days. He would look at me, and then he would walk the other way. It got so bad. One day, he looked at me, and he said, What's up? How are you, Aisha? At this point, I was about three hours into the shift, and he had ignored me the whole time. He saw me come in, never said hello, just looked at me. Then he walked around me the whole day, wouldn't say anything. At some point, he said, hey, Aisha, how are you? And I was like, we like three hours into the shift. I was like, I'm good. Thank you for asking. You know, because I, you know, I knew he didn't want to talk to me. I knew, he, I knew he felt a little awkward about, I don't know what he felt awkward about, but I guess he felt awkward. So I was cool with it, but yeah, e- even me, I, I, it's, you know, sometimes it, it gets rough trying to work with people and knowing that, you know, that they're not, you know, really the type of people that even want to deal with folks. Like, I'm, I'm not mad. I'm not the biggest people person at all, but I'm definitely mindful when it calls for it. So, <laughs> so now that I've gone on that really, really super long rant, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to talk to y'all about my work experience. 
experiences. But now I'm like an hour into ranting with no poetry. So I'm going to read y'all a couple poems to close this out. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. So the first poem is called Never Kissed. And it's a shorty, but it's a goodie. Once again, never kissed. Can we love like this forever? Closed eyes, puckered lips, hopes and dreams wrapped in your arms, tied to your hips. Can we just forget the world? You be my knight in shining armor and I be your girl. I want to pretend for just a moment that something other than dismissive, overly logical reality exists. Could you continue to hold the breath of me like this? Or am I just dreaming? So let this be the sweetest night we never kissed. Again, the name of this poem is Never Kissed. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to read another poem for y'all. Because I want to do something other than rant about my job for a second. So I'm going to read you another shorty, but it's a goodie. The name of this is Part 2, Smoking Words. And really, I only named it Part 2 because I like wrote one sentence in Part 1. And I was like, let me just finish this because this is basically nothing. So anything. So anyways, the name of this poem is Part 2, Smoking Words. I drag on the words that you utter. Like a chain smoker pulling on a lit cigarette, blowing circles in midair that send loose lips spiraling into a distant sea. Your vows are ashed on the cusp of me, but I take the burns and wash the gray matter fall, knowing that pain makes no difference at all because I ache to hear you speak. Thank you. And again, the name of that poem is Part 2, Smoking Words. And I hope them words was hot. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read you another one. Another one. <laughs> and this poem is short, but it's a little longer. But it's still a shorty, but a goodie. And the name of this poem is Love in a Place Full of Liars. Baby, you have no name, but I know you're the kettle to my flame, sitting ringside when I fight, cheering me on when I'm at my wit's end, serving as my confidant and best friend. You show me what it means to love someone, even if I can't pretend love for myself. I trust you when my chips are down because you don't care. I could only owe a debt to the world for living another day and you can still be there. Saying, them people ain't right, but your beauty makes cruel moments fair. Because I know that deep down, I have someone that wants me near. And you make my smile stretch a little wider. You make my burdens I carry feel a little lighter. And I will always love you for being the truth in a place full of liars. You are akin to the flickering light of my campfire. And again, the name of that poem is Love in a Place Full of Liars. Matter of fact, let me read that poem again. I never do this, but let me read that poem again. Let me say that with a little more effort. Let me give you a little more boom, boom. 
okay? Because I think I messed up a couple words. Let me read that one more time. Let me let me do this right for you tonight. Because my allergies are on 10, but I'm still trying to win. So let me get in where I fit in. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me get in it. Love in a place full of liars. Baby, you have no name. But I know you're the kettle to my flame. Sitting ringside when I fight. Cheering me on when I'm at my wit's end. Serving as my confidant and best friend. You show me what it means to love someone. Even if I can't comprehend love for myself. I trust you when my chips are down. Because you don't care. I could owe a debt to the world for living another day. And you will still be there saying... Them people ain't right. But your beauty makes cruel moments fair because I know that deep down I want have. <laughs> I have someone that wants me near. And you make my smile stretch a little wider. You make my burdens I carry a little lighter. And I will always love you for being the truth in a place full of liars. You are akin to the flickering light in my campfire. Again, the name of that poem is Love in a Place Full of Liars. <laughs> oh, gosh, y'all. Ooh, if I ain't say it before, I'm going to say it now. Ooh, pray for me and these allergies. Ooh. Ugh, huh. Let them fade away. And I'm not one of those type of people who take Benadryl. I'm not in the pills. I'm going to be real. I don't like it. Okay. When I can, I try to fight it. I don't want to deal with it. <laughs> okay. Because when I take that Benadryl, I get so woozy that it's like, Ugh. I'm not, I'm just not one of those people that can handle um, Benadryl. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like any of that stuff. But, you know, at some point, I might have to take a Benadryl just so I can, just so I can feel allergy free again. Okay. But I'm going to read you another poem. It's a shorty, but it's a goodie. It's called Peaceful Moments. It's okay now. The tears have created something beautiful. My time for happiness has arrived with the blossoming of fresh flowers in April and May. Sad days have been washed away and peaceful moments are here to stay. And that's why it's okay. Thank you. Again, the name of this poem is Peaceful Moments. Ooh. <coughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I should just try some Allegra. Okay. I'm going to read another poem for y'all. I hope you like it, like, 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 like it. And I wrote this poem a really long time ago. It was like 2018, baby. Um, but, uh, I'm going to read it for y'all. And it's called Your Chest. Deep down, she's not happy with herself. Sometimes she wishes to be someone else. A person with a few less quirks. A person that is more social and mild. Instead of putting on... Her focus into cracking a smile. The heartache that she thought would burn away quickly lasted for a while. But stomping out the flame underfoot was too juvenile. Every time he left, I look for you. Wonder if you're doing anything new. Who you calling, boo? Because I want to be with you. 
but the question lingers. Can I get over my insecurities, believe in what he says, and the same time, does he trust me? But no. Her heart is willing, but the mind won't go. Digging up old issues like plowing a blizzard snow. The heartache that she thought would burn away quickly lasted for a while. The stomping out the flame was too juvenile. I wish we could believe in each other one last time. Give it a shot so I could get you off my mind. The heartache that she thought would burn away quickly lasted for a while. The stomping out the flame was too juvenile. You came back because you loved me. Did I put your care to rest? I pray I didn't because I'm not tired yet. I still want to believe that underneath your appearance of cold indifference, a heart molded for my love beats in your chest. Again, the name of that poem is Your Chest. And I'm going to read y'all another poem because I feel bad for going on that super long rant. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, I'm going to talk and I'm going to talk. And, I'm, and then I'm just like, oh, I talk too long. Oh, why? I was like, I'm going to hurry up and get off of here because I'm not feeling well. But now I just kept on talking. I'm like, why am I talking? Okay, so my apologies. The name of this poem is Emoji Lies. Emoji Lies. It's hard to locate, but even more difficult to find. I got to get a peace of mind. Until then, I'll play like I'm fine. Wear bright colors as though the sadness doesn't sit like a bench on my mind. Pose for the camera. Smile for the gram. Pain in societal lines. A life defined by crying emojis and peace signs. Got on a ladder trying to make it to the upper room. God sent me back. Said I was trying to leave too soon. Negativity took all the air out the room, leaving nothing but numb feelings and mortal doom. Applied torches to my hopes and dreams. Tears burned away at my hope, like moths eating through dress seams. Wanted change, reach for better till I hit a vein. The type of buildup that would drive a blessed person insane. But I kept going, all the same. Posting laughter emojis in the rain. Again, the name of this poem is Emoji Lies. Why do I say it like that? Emoji Lies. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I think I'm sleepy. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, mm, is there another one I could do? There's another one. Do I got another one? Another one. Let me look. You know, I'm just doing this for fun. Just for fun. Another one. Another one. <laughs> okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Sometimes when I'm sleeping, I'll be having the most random, randomest stuff to read to y'all. I'll be like, I'm going to read y'all some random stuff because I'm not feeling well and I'm sleepy. Okay. I'm going to read y'all. This is the last thing I'm going to read y'all. I don't even know if it's a poem. It might just be like a penny piece of mine or just a thought. Cause sometimes I just have these thoughts and I'm like, let me write them down and say something, say something, say something. Okay. So I'm going to read this to y'all. It's called What is a Friend? What is a friend? There was a time when friendship amounted to more than head nodding and agreement 
and round of applause for well-doing. It was a base to keep you honest and humble. They are the people that tell you the truth and hold you to it, even when it hurts them to do so. They inform you of wrongdoing, even if it could cost them everything. To be a true friend at times mean you must sacrifice the comfortable conversations for the uncomfortable ones. It is in those moments that we find growth that far exceeds the pleasure of stroking our egos. It is in those moments that we are able to define true friendship on our good and bad days on a pedestal made of wood and clay or lying down on an ungiving floor we find the essence of relationships and it is in this bevy of uncertainty in my life that I find you no matter where today leads you to remember that you are loved and that you are loved thank you for being a friend baby forever yours Isha thank you Thank you. Nobody's even clapping. I'll be thank you. <laughs> oh, seriously, though, man. Thank y'all for listening. I, I appreciate y'all. You know, um, it's always nice to feel like someone's listening to me on this podcast, even if it's snowing at all. Okay. Um, so I just want to thank you for tuning in to season two, episode one of Hope Speaks. You are awesome, amazing, and if no one's told you today, you are somebody, okay? And you matter. Don't give up. Don't give in. You were born to succeed. You were made to win. Keep the faith in Christ and keep on pushing, baby. Do not give up. Do not. I know I'm not. I'm I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. I I should be sleeping. I'm over here giving it all I got. I am reading to y'all through sneezes. I am ranting through through congested nose. But I will not give up. I might even take some Allegra tomorrow. <laughs> it this probably will be the best thing for me is take some Allegra. Ugh, I try to avoid allergy medicine, but clearly, clearly, I... Just might need some. I'm gonna pray on it, and on the next podcast, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you how the how the allergies went. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Be blessed. Be cool. Be happy. And remember, don't let nobody, don't let no job, don't let no business, don't let nothing get you down, because you. You, you have to keep on pushing. All right, bye.